Hello and welcome to the Happy Healthy Strong podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to helping you live a happier, healthier, and stronger life. Building a life that you love starts with you owning your health and intentionally creating the best version of yourself. So if you're looking to better understand how proper nutrition, daily movement, mindset work, and strength training can help you create a life full of happiness and health, then you are in the right place. I genuinely hope the tips, tricks, and information we share will be your catalyst for change. I'm your host, Lauren Heiser. It's time to dive in. Hey, everyone. We are mixing it up this week, and this is going to be something we continue to do moving forward. And it's going to be the happy, healthy, strong tips of the week. So given that we are the Happy, Healthy, Strong podcast, we want to make sure that we are always branching out and giving you things for all aspects of life. Uh, And just the point of these episodes are going to be very actionable and directional tips that you can implement right away. And uh, these will be a little bit shorter than our Q&As or just our normal podcast when we have a guest on. So yeah, we're really excited to do this. This is something I'm excited about because I just think it's important. That's why I love podcasts that you can just hop on and share information and have it be something that you can really utilize right away. And that's been the experience in my life and why I love a lot of different podcasts. So we just want to make sure we are giving that to you moving forward. So let's uh, jump into it. First one, happy tip of the week is the idea of giving more and serving more. And by doing so, increasing your happiness. And this may sound like, okay, well, yeah, duh, Lauren, of course, we should all give more and serve more. But it's something that we think about and we don't really do very often. But think about the last time you just decided to offer up your your time to someone or help them out with something and just how good that feels. And it's, it's very altruistic. And I just think it's very giving to the soul, the spirit. And we just overlook it. In our, in our day and age, it's always me, 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 ego, ego, ego. Like, what can I get? What can I do? How are you going to help me? Everything's very transactional instead of just doing things out of the goodness of our heart because we love our fellow neighbor and we want to do that. So with that being said, uh, an example and something that I really enjoy is if just it starts small. So I, ideally, it could be something you do every day. But to begin this habit or this practice to kind of increase happiness and gratitude in your life is to pick one person a week that you are going to just pay it forward to, you could say. Maybe at Starbucks, you buy the person in front of you, buy their, their coffee, and they'll never know who you are or that or that you or why you did that for them but it's just paying it forward and that's just one small act of kindness that you can do on a on a weekly basis another one can be texting someone out of the blue uh, just you know an old friend a family member and just telling them genuinely not like flattery just because Lauren's telling you to do it because you actually mean it telling them how much they mean to you uh, how much how much you care about them how much you love them and that's something I did a while back and the response, and you're not doing it for the response, right? You're just doing it because you know that it's good to remind yourself of the love and the community and the people that you have in your life. And that life is about so much more than you. But when you do it, a lot of times the responses you get are, are unreal. And like, you know, it just so happened that that day they really needed to hear that. And you listen to your gut and you were like, you know, I'm going to text my mom today, or I'm going to text my sister or my friend, Stephanie. And when you actually do that and act on that, 
um, you pay it forward to them and it also pays dividends back to you. And so if we, if you struggle with feeling happy in the day and age we live in and everything that's going on with all the regulations, although they're changing with COVID and everything, it's often just, uh, we feel very lonely and that is a huge factor to happiness. We are tribal beings at our core. And so not having our tribe and connecting to our tribe is really hard. So finding any way you can to intentionally make a connection and just really pay it forward, serve, give, expecting nothing in return is something very small that can have a really big impact. And hopefully eventually it could be something you do every single day. You just wake up and say, who am I going to serve today? And with that mindset, it takes it off of you and allows you to look more outward, which I think can be very freeing and just really, really increase the happiness in your life. So that is our happy tip of the week. Healthy. I want to talk a little bit about blood sugar regulation. Uh, I really believe that a lot of the issues and symptoms that people face have to do with their lack of awareness of what their blood sugar is doing on a daily basis and then also their control of it. So if you're, I'm just going to ramble off a few things that could be, you could be feeling and these are going to be related, sorry, they could be related to blood sugar dysregulation as in having very high highs or very low lows with your blood sugar. Both are bad. The high highs cause a lot of inflammation. If they're repetitively high, something like your A1C can go up, and that is a marker that uh, reveals kind of the hardening of your arteries, blood vessels, which is an increased risk for cardiovascular disease, stroke, things like that. So blood sugar dysregulation. If you are uh, finding yourself irritable, shaky between meals, the need to constantly eat, feeling super tired after eating a meal or before eating a meal, feeling tired eating and then feeling like a renewed sense of energy, having big uh, dips in mood and just kind of uh, swings throughout the day, could be waking up in the middle of the night, uh, feeling very, very hungry. Uh, also just kind of depression, anxiety has, has been linked to blood sugar dysregulation, even some gut issues, bloating, gas, uh, just like not normal digestion. Blood sugar has to do with all of this because our blood is everywhere. And if we have toxic levels, very high levels of sugar floating around in it, and it's not being managed or dealt with via insulin, then that is going to be chronic inflammation throughout the body. And that can result in things like joint pain. And there's just so many things because it's just systemic as in it goes throughout your entire system and just wreaks havoc. So in some quick tips to start to manage your blood sugar is number one, walk after meals. Anytime you eat, go for a walk, and that is going to help utilize the blood sugar, the sugar in your blood from what you just ate. And by utilizing it, it will shuttle it to the muscles to do the work, hence burn it up so that you are not sitting after eating. And then insulin is just taking that sugar and storing it into our fat cells or storing it into our muscles for later, which is fine if you work out regularly and are a fairly active human being. But if not, just simply walking for even five minutes after a meal is going to do amazing things for your blood sugar stabilization, keeping it in, a, in an even, uh, even range. And just for a, a frame of reference, anytime your blood sugar gets over 140, that is causing some type of damage, even on the smallest level. Uh, one of the biggest things that happens when blood sugar is high is nerve damage. You know, a lot of people who struggle with diabetes will have eyesight issues, will also just have tingling throughout their body because their nerves are so inflamed that they start to kind of cross signals. And then we have this general, uh, general 
nerves don't work as well as they should. And then we get the tingling and, and different things like that, circulation issues, all that type of stuff. So go for walks after your meals. In addition to that, you could take apple cider vinegar after your meals. The apple cider vinegar helps just kind of cut the, the sugar and really drop that, um, changing the, the alkaline acidity of, of the blood. So there's pill forms. There's also drink forms. If you are going to drink it, you want to dilute it in like eight to 12 ounces. The more water, the better so that you can, you can drink it down because vinegar obviously doesn't taste the best, uh, but it's really, really good at helping manage blood sugar. And then the simplest thing is going to be eat things, eat, eat a meal that helps balance it. And so in order to do that, you can think about PF2C2 so or PF squared C squared. So P is the protein. You want to prioritize protein with your meals. And uh, honestly, for this, it really doesn't matter if it's leaner or fattier cuts of, cuts of meat, the types of protein, but protein is going to be huge. And uh, anything more than what you're currently doing is good or just at least starting with some type of protein. Don't worry so much about the amount yet. Just have it on your plate. The F squared is going to be fat. And when I say fat, I'm meaning more so on the plant side of thing, healthy fats. So avocados, nuts, seeds, uh, oils, fats from plants versus fats from cuts of meat. And that is just an inflammation thing. So Fattier cuts of meat tend to be more inflammatory. That's why things like pork or bacon are like on the eat sometimes list versus chicken or fish. Fish is, again, good fats. Omega-3s are on the eat often list when you kind of look at proteins. Um, sorry, uh, proteins and fats. So, again, make sure we have some type of, of fat in that meal and it's a lower inflammatory fat. And then fiber. You want to have fiber. Fiber is going to slow down the digestive process so that it doesn't hit the bloodstream so quickly. And that is going to help with spikes of blood sugar. And we want to just keep that as even as we can. Because if you didn't know, if you are eating something that is very, very carb heavy, and let's say that your body is a little uh, insulin resistant, or it just doesn't respond as well as it should to blood sugar and or to sugar being in the blood, carbs be, being the culprit of causing sugar to go into the bloodstream, which is good because we need it for energy. But when that happens, and let's say you eat something like a bag of Sour Patch Kids, that's like 50 grams of sugar, which is more sugar than you should have in like five days uh, in terms of processed sugar. And that is going to cause a huge spike. So, you know, your blood sugar could jump up to 180, 190, depending on uh, how your body responds or how metabolically flexible your body is. What I mean by that is how, how, easy it is for your body to switch to different fuel sources. So when that happens, we get a really, really big spike. And then what happens? The spike has to go down. Insulin does its job, starts to store the sugar to fat or to muscle or to liver, wherever, wherever it needs to go to the brain. And then we have the drop and we have the drop and we have the crash. So you may notice you have your Starbucks Frappuccino double whatever in the morning and you feel really good and wired and awesome about an hour after, two hours after. And let's say you have that around, you know, eight or 9 a.m. Then all of a sudden one o'clock hits and you just like hit a wall and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to take a nap. I'm exhausted. I don't know what's going on. That is you coming down from their blood sugar high and that is the blood sugar roller coaster. That's really toxic because the body's going from extreme to extreme versus just staying at maintenance and allowing you to just feel energized and good all day long. So I got on a rant. Sorry about that. But the, the acronym is PF squared, C squared. So protein, fat, fiber. 
And my whole point with fiber is that it's going to slow down the blood sugar spike. And so fiber can be in things like beans. It's going to be in our plant foods. Uh, it's going to be in fruits, veggies. It's going to be in uh, grains. Fiber uh, comes in all shapes and sizes, and there's a lot of different types of fiber. So any type of fiber is, is going to be good. But specifically, if you are trying to manage your blood sugar, you want to kind of choose uh, fiber that's not going to be connected to a very insulin spiking food or, or something high on the glycemic index like pineapple or mango or kiwi, right? The really sugary fruits, they have some fiber in there, but they also have a lot of sugar. So if you know this is something that you're struggling with, uh, lean on the more fiber heavy fruits that aren't going to have so much of a spike. And there are indexes online that you can look at to see what foods have a high glycemic index and what foods have a lower one. And so you'd want to stick to the lower one if this is one of your goals. The next uh, letters are C. So C is going to have to do with our carbs and our colors. So with the carbs, we want to choose non-starchy carbs. So those are going to be things like your greens. Uh, a starchy carb would be like a potato. And so they have more starch in them. And that's going to be higher carbohydrate density and also higher sugar content within that carb. So you want to just kind of pick to, um, stick to the more, the more greener vegetables, um, you, things that have, you know, maybe a lot of skin on them, which is going to be more fiber, which goes back to the, the fiber aspect. And that's important as well. And then lastly, color, you want to make sure that you have a lot of color on your plate. So I would say at a minimum, let's have two, two different colors of vegetables within your meal. And if you eat all of your meals like this, you're going to have a much better shot at balancing your blood sugar and not having big swings, big highs, and big lows. All right, last tip is going to be our strong tip of the week. Strong tip of the week is or more like a challenge. Get out of your comfort zone. What is something that you need to do, but you've been putting off? Maybe it's I feel a little convicted about the fact that I keep pushing snooze every morning and I keep sleeping in and then I'm missing out on work that I know I need to do or I'm missing out on that morning walk or that morning workout just because I'm tired and I know I shouldn't hit the snooze button, but I just keep hitting it because it's so darn comfortable to just lay in bed. We got to get out of our comfort zone. And uh, there's definitely a kind of a gauge of going too far and then backtracking because it's too much stress on the body and it's something that you really aren't ready for and we kind of overcompensate. I'm just talking small. Like maybe it's as simple as if, you, if the snooze thing is a problem for you, when your alarm goes off, just sit up in bed and put your feet on the floor. You don't have to get up and run a marathon. You don't have to get up and make a kale smoothie and make an omelet and, and be super mom or super dad or whatever. It's just that one step of it's uncomfortable for me to just make myself sit up and, and, and begin the wake up process. But I know it's something that I want to work towards and it's something that is important to me. So I'm going to take that step as uncomfortable as it might be. Another one could be setting a time to go to the gym and actually committing to that. It's hard to commit to go to the gym. You work a hard nine to five. The last thing you want to do is rush into the gym and get your heart rate up again and work out super hard and then rush home and make dinner and then shower and get the kids ready for bed or, you know, do some last minute work things and then try to jump into bed. Like it's hard to go to the gym and we understand that, but you just have to make sure that your why is strong enough to keep you committed to the goals that you have. And understanding that you can start small. 
again, with the whole going too far in, you're like, I'm gonna work out every day, five days a week, six days a week, and I'm gonna work out. And then you, you get two days in and then you feel overwhelmed on day three because you committed, you said you were gonna do it, and then you don't do it, then you kick yourself in the butt and you feel like you, you failed because you didn't do your huge goal when you never even took time to prove to yourself that you can start small. And what if you committed to two days a week and you did that for four weeks? Once you accomplish that, then you increase the goal. Don't make the goal so hard out of the gate. It's okay to be uncomfortable, but don't make yourself ridiculously uncomfortable where you hate the process and you are, are you know, just resentful of yourself for why did I choose to do this? Because then I just fail and then I feel like crap and now here I go again. It's that vicious cycle. And the last um, kind of thought or example, just trying to give you guys ideas to see what resonates with you is you have food in your fridge and you prepped it and yet then you're out driving around doing errands, whatever. And just because we're lazy, we decide or just because we have a craving and we give into that craving, we're like, I'm just going to stop and get food. When you have like $200 worth of groceries sitting in your fridge or in your pantry ready to be prepared, it would take two minutes to warm it up. You already made it, yet you still choose that fast food or that that quick fix because we feel something uncomfortable and we don't want to deal with that. So we, we, we go into the comfort, which isn't actually helping us. And so if we just took some time to be a little okay with being a little bit uncomfortable, just a small step to get stronger with every time you commit to that habit and act on it and stay true to your word. I hope you enjoyed our happy, healthy, strong tips of the week. We will catch you guys next week. Have a wonderful day and remember to keep owning your health. That's all we have for you today. If you have questions, want to chat, or are interested in seeing what we're up to between episodes, head over to Instagram and follow at lauren.rxtn and at oakstrength. Together, we are two companies committed to elevating your health and fitness. If you like this episode, please share it with someone who wants to live happy, healthy, and strong. If you really liked it, subscribe and review our Happy Healthy Strong podcast on iTunes. Be sure to tune back in next week and remember to keep owning your health.